Hi, everyone. Uh, before we get started with this uh, live field recording episode of Pod Dylan, I just wanted to uh, give you a little bit of a warning. Uh, this was recorded after the show, uh, the Bob Dylan show that me and my friend Dan Eaker uh, saw in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania on Saturday, uh, November 11th. And it was recorded in our car, and I was using my iPhone, using their, their audio memo um, feature, the app. And that has always worked uh, to this point, except uh, this time uh, there were chunks of the show where the audio just sort of drops out. You can hear us a little, but it's very, very quiet. I don't know why that happened. It seemed to be working just fine. But when I went back and, and listened to the uh, the file, there are, are chunks of the show that are sort of almost inaudible. And so I did my best to edit around it. Uh, I took one chunk out entirely, so there might be kind of a, a subject change, sort of abrupt, and you might notice that. And then the other chunk, uh, I just left it in because... It's in the middle of, an, of another topic that Dan and I were discussing, and I really didn't want to drop it. And so uh, it's really annoying to have to, to try and strain to hear that part of the conversation, but I figured it was best to leave it in. Uh, if you look at the show notes, I will provide the time marker, which will indicate when that section starts. So if, if you just can't stand to listen to it, you can uh, get to that point and then scrub past and get to the, the other end of it where our audio comes back in. So I uh, my deepest apologies for that i had no idea it was happening uh, my apologies to dan who was making his first appearance on the show and i um, dan and i've been friends for a long long time we've been seeing bob dylan together for 25 years and i was really really happy to finally get him on the show and now i'm sort of upset that his first appearance has these audio problems but not much we can do about it so uh just persevere i just want to give you a warning and a heads up and i hope you enjoy the episode anyway so thanks bye when I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call him a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. Special episode of Pod Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Freewheeling Rob Kelly, and this is a special live episode, sort of live. Can Podcasts can't be live, of course, but this is what we call in Dylan parlance a field recording, and that I am in my car right now, late at night. I have just seen Bob Dylan live at the Upper Darby, in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, at the, uh, the Tower Theater. Uh, I think this is my 22nd time seeing him live. And uh, going with me, as always, uh, to the show is someone who hasn't been on the show before, which is amazing considering uh, how much uh, my buddy here has been uh, influential in my Dylan fandom. And that is my longtime friend, Dan Eaker. Hi, Dan. Welcome to Pod Dylan. Hi there. Thank you for having me. It's ama it is amazing that all these years... However long you've been doing this. And you've mentioned in the past, by the way, basically, hey, whenever you're interested, let me know. And, and you blew uh, me off. I, I know. I understand. It's fine. I'm used to it. It's, it's, I don't you know. know. Whatever. I can't say why. Uh, <laughs> better late than never. Yes, that's right. Uh, Dan and I went to the Kubert School together, so we've known each other a long time. We've been seeing Bob Dylan together, all, one here or there, for 25 years now. We first saw him in The Letterman Show in 1992. So yeah. it is officially 25 years We've been doing this, yeah, which is that's pretty awesome, crazy. Um, and I, I have to say, part of the for for those of you that listen to the show and you like the show, part of the reason I'm as much a fan of Bob as I am is because of Dan. Is because I discovered Dylan when I was at art school, as I've mentioned, 
And But Dan was the first guy I met that was a, like an uber fan. That was a big fan. And when I discover something for the first time, I dive, in, dive into it. Especially when there's Dylan and there's so much to dive into. And like, if I hadn't met someone else that was as big a fan, I don't know where my fandom would have gone because I wouldn't have anybody to talk to about it. I would have been like just kind of sitting there like, okay, this is good. But you were like super huge into it. You knew a lot more than me. And so we immediately were like, oh, okay, we could just go on. And like I said, we went to the the Letterman thing. And then we, you you and I were together for my first ever like full Bob show. We just talked about that. We were talking about it on the ride over in in, uh, Holmdel, New Jersey, the god-awful Santana slash Bob Dylan show. (laughs) Um, But anyway, we're here to talk about Seeing him uh, at the Tower Theater tonight in Upper Darby. Um, he had Mavis Staples opening for him again, like he did last time. Uh, she's she's good. She's fine. Yeah. He brings a lot of energy, considering she's got to be like 80 years old at this point. Oh, yeah. An old lady. I mean, it's not my cup of tea, right. but I respect what she does. Yes. And she's into it. Yes. She's not Gets the crowd going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she's cool. I mean, it, it's cool seeing her up there. Yeah. And, and, and also to know that, like, they're buddies. Yes. I think kind of adds to it, just to be like, it's... It's I don't want to say it's an extension of him, but it's kind of like a bit, here's yeah. someone that he he respects, he he's friends with, um, and like I say, even it's not music that I would put on right. and listen to in the car or something. But uh, she did it for what it is. She did a great job mm-hmm. of it, and and the crowd was pretty responsive yes. for an opening act. Yes, uh, I was impressed that the crowd the crowd was into it. Yeah. certain parts of the crowd. Yeah, on some level, it's an extension of respect for her, an extension of respect for Bob, because Bob's like, you know, this is my guest, sort of, and you don't want to be, like, crapping on, you know, who Bob is bringing up. But so anyway, she she was great, got the, cut the crowd going. So then Bob came out uh, in his typical uh, gangster gear with the pants, with the stripe down the hand solo pants, the stripe yeah. down the side. And uh, the band, with Tony uh, Garnier, as always, who's now been playing with Bob for 30 years. That's Which is cool. shattered all records. That's awesome. Uh, again, i got to find out what that guy's life is like. <laughs> uh, so the band comes out, and they opened up with, uh, what am I blanking? What did they open up uh, with? Things Have Changed. Oh, Things Have Changed, of course. Um, wh- what did you think of this version of Things Have Changed? It was changed? good. It was, yeah. I think, it's pretty standard how he's done it, how he's performed it in the right. past. It wasn't. As you know, so obviously some of the songs they read completely redo. Yeah. This is pretty close to the you know to the, uh, the the recorded version. It was cool. It it made it. I hearkened back to uh, when he won the Oscar and he would have the Oscar sitting there. Yeah, sitting and on I the looking, app, yeah. I was looking for it. And I'm like, I don't see the Oscar. I'm sure he stopped that a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> but uh, but it was cool. I mean, it was good. It was you know I think he's been opening with that for yeah, some period so. of time and and. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was cool with that. I was yeah. like, all right, this is this is a good way to get it started. And he's yeah. there behind the piano and which no is, guitar which playing, doing right, no, at all. no guitar playing at all. Uh, yeah. Even when we saw him, like the 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 past shows, it was mostly piano. But yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of unusual, just zero guitar. I'm like, eh, I kind of miss. I wish he'd do a little bit of it, but yeah. look, he no, he do whatever he wants. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then he did uh, It Ain't Me Babe, which, you know, I have to go back and consult. I have a list of every show I've seen and the songs. I don't, to my memory, I mean, so I, but I can't remember. But to my memory, I don't think I've ever heard him do that in front of me live. 
I don't. Yeah, I can't recall ever sure. hearing that song. It's not when he plays a whole lot anymore. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I I yeah. would tend to agree with that. I mean, it may maybe it happened one out of the twenty shows. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it happened somewhere in there, but not often. And, and it was it was it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I'm like a dog with that stuff, where it's like I feel like if it's something I haven't heard before, I immediately I'm just like wait. Oh, yeah. I know, I'm not familiar with this. And then he followed it up with um, uh, Highway 61 Revisited, yeah, right, which yeah. I've heard a bunch of times. And that was fine. That, that was, was good. good. I, yeah. I, I like that a lot. And it's different enough. To, it, it's it, it made it it's interesting and it's like different enough that you're not yeah. listening to the recorded version, which all his stuff's like that. But that was cool. And it's a great it's a great song. Yeah. First of all, just out of the gate but the performance was they were rocking like they hadn't done that i'd seen Mm -hmm. in a long time and it's and like we said for a 77 year old guy up there um that was awesome yeah it was but (laughs) and then after that because like people are standing up and it kind of seemed like it could close the set but then he went to another of this classic songs right classic sinatra songs and i remember and i was thinking when that happened i was like Dude, you just like you had this going, and you just slammed on the brakes, <laughs> and and it made me think about. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a show producer or anything, but I wonder what would happen. And maybe he's done this where, if you had those songs like as a set together, mm-hmm. kind of like put them all together. Oh right, right. Because they do kind of depending on what he's, depending on what precedes it. They look. They have a certain mood, and each one opens with that like pedal steel. Yeah, like, you already you, you immediately know what's coming. coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like depending on what preceded it, they do kind of halt things. Mm-hmm. If you're getting an energy, a vibe, all of a sudden it's like right. You know? <laughs> and the performances are fine, but in terms of the pacing of the show, I'd be curious to see. You know, put him if, if he made it a block happen? or something. Yeah, what yeah. would happen if he put them together? That's interesting. And I'm not not for, you know. Some, look, some people are going to be like, you know what? I want to hear his stuff. I'll use that as my bathroom break. Right. I don't get beer. I, I, that's right. not my intent. But but I do like especially here. He was rocking like I hadn't seen in a long time, yeah. and it totally like hit the brakes and was like it. It took me out of it. I, mm, I was all bit like, all right. You know, why did you do this? Um, so there was that, and then I think there, I'm trying to remember what oh, it was. Oh, I remember, he did Pay in Blood. Oh, yeah, from yeah. From Tempest, yeah. and he did Early Roman Kings from Tempest. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I remember, he's doing, yeah. did a lot and of... I was like, I knew Tempest, something yeah. came after yeah. that. And those were good, and those, mm. by the way, were very good performances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pay in Blood, I think, is a great song. I mean, just, the lyrics are just so... You know, I'm coming to get you, and you're, you're, you know, you're, I yeah. mean, that's look, that's that's my 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 motto. Yeah, that might yeah. as well be my theme. Yeah, uh, it's my but, favorite song off that album. <laughs> but it's it a really great. Is. It really is a powerful. It's it's powerful. Yeah, and and and, and so both of these were were uh, the early Roman King also was very pay and blood too. We're pretty close to the album versions. Yeah. He didn't yes. change them up a whole lot, which he hasn't been playing them as long as some of these other yeah. songs. But God, that Tempest is already five years old. Like that's that's his. That's most, hard to believe. That's, that's, by that's, the way. that's his newest original record. That record is now five years I old. I can't. Like, yeah, oh I God, can't believe oh that. God. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so that was that was the bulk of the show, and then he disappeared for people, and you know, clap, clap, clap. The fake. Not long, by the way. No, they it's don't. It's like it's a fake. You know, everybody well, knows it's an. And, and it's always been, but it's usually like a couple minutes. Yeah, like, this, this was, was like about a minute and a half. And yeah, then he came it back was out. quick. Which fine. Look, yeah, we all know you're coming out. You know you're coming out. We know you're coming out. Yeah, fine. <laughs> you know, just, why are we? You know, why are we? Why are we dancing this dance? Just, right. Just, yeah. Just do it. Um, and so then the encores were uh, blown in the wind. Uh, which is what he did last time, which I liked. I like just, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I, you know, you never presume to speak for him or what he's trying to convey. Uh, I mean, I would imagine uh, the man has lived through a lot. I imagine he's probably as troubled by the world events, uh, American events, as, as most sentient people are. And maybe this, he looks at it as, you know, uh, we need a reminder of this, of that I wrote this 50 years ago, 50 years ago, uh, and it's still relevant. It's still, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm shit. Saying blown in the wind is relevant, is timeless, is duh, what is the yeah. obvious statement. But I mean, it's, that's a song he hasn't always embraced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now he's re-embracing it. And that's interesting. And I wonder if it's, that's just, you know, like, okay, that's just, you know, like, okay, this, I have this in my back pocket. If I want to say this, I have it. Um, what did you think of that, uh, that version? I liked it. It was I, good. I, yeah. It was good. I mean, I, I feel like I've heard it, that song a lot, but, um, it was good. And actually, you know, you think about, you think about like it, it, it shows you even back then for how young he was, Th- that song is like one of the f- most famous songs yeah. and, and everything, but like, th- that, it's going to sound corny. But the fact that you're, he's still asking the question today, yeah. fifty years later, yeah. tells you what is what an amazing song it was. Yeah. That it still is. It, it is as relevant today as it was then. Yeah. Hasn't lost, you know, and and it shows you just what what genius was behind it. Yeah. The fact that it is timeless, out of everything, and you know, it it's definitely. It, it's amazing that it still holds. It's not just like, hey, remember when this was going on? Yeah. It's like, dude, this still holds up. Yeah. You're asking these questions, and people today are asking these questions. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was cool that he sang it. Um, it was good. You know, it, it, it was a good performance for what it was. I, I remember reading in one of the Clinton Halen books about Blown in the Wind. Or I think it was the the book, the the Life in Stolen Moments, where he tracks Bob like day to day, literally for fifty years. And he, t- he talks about, like, that they were able to, like, figure out when he wrote Blown in the Wind, like, by the dates. Like, huh. okay, he wrote it, like, September 9th. And then they were, like, he showed it to Peter, Paul, and Mary, like, the night that he wrote it. And then, like, the next day, they sang it, like, at a coffee shop. Hmm. Like at a, or, like, at, a, like, the Cafe Wa, one of those places that they were all playing, one of those, you know, folk, folk clubs. But it was, like, everyone knew instantly, holy crap, this thing yeah, you know, and like it just—it was like a house of fire. Everybody, and so it was like people were singing it before he had a chance to put it on a record mm. and make it famous. It just became like, and I'm just trying to picture like him sitting in wherever he was, like in his Greenwich Village apartment. You know, he's 22, and he's like, "Oh, I have this song I wrote," and they're kicking it out, and like the everyone else in the room must have been like. What did I just hear? You know, like, yeah. oh my God, this light, this world altering song. And it's kind of amazing. And so, uh, then he ends the show with, um, Ballad of a Thin Man. Not one of my favorite songs of Bob Dylan's. It's, I, I recognize its classic status, but to me, it's just a downer. 
And it's a weird, to me, it's a weird song to end on and to, and to wrap up yeah. a show on. I to mean, me, like, it's not exuberant. The performance is exuberant, but to me, it's just such a downbeat of a song. I'm like, that's a, oh, he did Lovesick. We got the message. He did Lovesick. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is another kind of like heavy one. But Ballad of a Thin Man, to me, I'm like, really? They were ending the show on a Ballad of a Thin Man? But, you know. I mean, what's funny about it, I couldn't help thinking, like, again, is this directed at somebody <laughs> yeah. in particular? Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm like, is this. That's true. He's never going to say it outright. Yeah. Or he's Change the lyric for that. It's but true. Yeah. I couldn't help but think that, you know, and I lean toward thinking that, yeah, there's a good chance that, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's one that I maybe I've heard too much on classic rock radio, right. and I'm kind of like, there's a lot of other songs that I like more, but I respect its place in the history. Oh yeah, and I, yeah. and it's. I'm okay with him giving it that kind of like closing with it mm-hmm. for the fo- especially for the folks that are seeing him for the first time tonight. Yes. For, from that perspective, I was okay with it. Yes, there's like a ton of other songs. If he asked me, I'd say, I want to see this, this, this. Yeah. But it, it was a good performance and, and I was okay with it. Okay. Um, overall, I, I'd like to, I kind of like to see more of. The rock, the hard driving mm-hmm. rock, which he did very well for a long time, mm-hmm. and he still has in him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, how much of it is age, and how much of it is just mm-hmm. we're just like, hey, this is how we're doing it now. Yeah. The band can rock when they want yeah. to. They I can mean, do anything. It's not that that they can't do it. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess either they're choosing not to, or it's him saying like, hey, we're gonna, you know, and look, he could, uh, as I said a hundred times, he can do what he wants. But that was to me, that's my favorite stuff where he's like. Rocking it out because because yeah. he's got that there. It's in the repertoire. Yep. Um, but it was a good. But overall, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, like I said, he jumped around a bit with the songs, and overall, it was a you know, like you say, there's certainly lapses and periods of like he didn't touch on, you know, the, the 80s. He didn't. There's touch no, on he has that. no. He he has <laughs> but, no memory of his 80s albums. Apparently, there, but that's overall, all it was a good like overview of like, hey, here's this is my career. You know, this is a sampling of my career. Yeah. Um, and you're like, wow. You know, you look at these songs like that's <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, no, you know, no banter, of course. And no, literally, not, not none. A, you know, usually, there's none. Yeah. Um, Although we've seen him at times. We it, saw him and we once we saw him once in nineteen ninety five where he was doing knock knock jokes on the stage. <laughs> and you and I looked at yeah. each other like, What is in him today? He's telling like my, my wife my, my ex wife, she's so self centered, her name is Mimi and then Winston <laughs> Watson does the whim shot. You and I were like What's happening? Like yeah. what Bob Dylan's telling Corny. And that jokes. was fun. I mean it was, it was cool awesome. You're great. Like, you knew Hadn't seen this before, and we may never see it and again. And we never really and, have, yeah. And we did not see it He does it again. not talk. He comes out uh, with the band. They all stand at the stage. They look at the crowd. They don't bow. They just stand. And then Bob does, like, a little head tilt, and then that's it. They're just yeah. gone, and they're off in the hotel now or whatever he's doing. He's probably at 7-Eleven getting a Slurpee or something like that. So. <laughs> that is my dream. That is my dream. I don't ever want to meet him. I really don't because the thing about don't meet your heroes. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? Don't but meet still, your heroes. If you, but but I, if you if you knew, like you're saying, the 7-Eleven, I say, Rob, he's at the 7-Eleven <laughs> right down the street. I have a hard time thinking that you wouldn't go all right, there. Let me, okay. You know what I mean? I'm, this is – all right. Me too. Of course. <laughs> I, I've talk, I think I've talked about this on the show before. I, but if I haven't, I'll say, whatever. I'll say it again. The, the the way you would want to meet him would be either 
you, um, and not just you, you specifically, anybody, would meet him on a professional level. Like, you are working on the, 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 the sleeve for his record. And, like, maybe he's that hands-on. He probably isn't. But maybe he is. Yeah. But you, met, you would meet him on a, on a professional level where you could talk to him like, Hey, Bob, I came up with some concepts for your record label, here, for your album. Here you go. That would be the one way. The other way would be at a 7-Eleven where you walk in and you're like, oh, my God. There's, like, I've, there's that picture from an old Rolling Stone where it's him in a blimpies reading a newspaper. <laughs> and imagine, like, you're like 2 in the morning and you're like. I was in there. Yeah, right, right. It's 2 in the morning and you're like, I need to get uh, yeah. some Twinkies. And there's Bob Dylan in a cowboy hat saying that. I think about, I've thought about this many times. What would I do if I saw that? What would I do? And I like to think, because as we know, if you go up to him and you start slobbering, he just, the wall goes up and you you won't get anything yeah. from him. Which I, I understand. He's probably very uncomfortable having another human being come up to him and be like, oh my God, you're so awesome, Mr. Tambourine. You know, he, he can't deal with that. He doesn't want to deal with it. He can't deal with it. I like to think that if I ever saw him in that context where he was in a restaurant or he was just somewhere, I would make eye contact and just give him like a thumbs up. Like just that. And just to know I had I would not be like, can I get a selfie? No, because no. I like to think I would have this presence of mind to just go like just give him that. Like I know who you are. I think you're great. Thumbs up. That's it. I, I hope that I would have that ability to be yeah. that. You know, like, you know, uh, in the moment and as opposed to just being like, because I, I have known, I've met someone, not met, I do know of somebody that got to meet him backstage Mm. and this person did the whole slobber thing and he said that Bob was just like indifferent to him Mm. and you know, you can argue whether that's rude or not. I don't know. But, I mean, you have to think this is a guy who has had people doing this to him for half a century and he may not just want to interact with it. he doesn't want that kind of like i'm a god and you're a this he that, that, i think yeah. that's what bothers him he doesn't want that and he's kind of like if you're gonna treat me like i'm this porcelain idol then okay then we're not gonna have a real and you could say that's being him being a dick i don't know it all no, depends on your point no. of view the, from know? what we know like you say from from what you we know you've heard you've particularly from the person that you did that and you know got shot down essentially uh, that seems to be a, a good mindset. Yeah. We've, <laughs> I'm picturing you, so you're like, I'm not going to go say hi to him, but I'll sit at a table, like, four tables away, and I'll be like, I'm taking a picture of myself, and he's in the background behind me. <laughs> you see that blur like, in like the cowboy hat? That's me. Yeah, that's probably like accidental. But then, like, he looks up with a sandwich, like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because you're like, well, I'm not going to bother him, but... Right. If I happen to be taking a picture and he happens to be sitting there. True. I mean, who who would believe my story if I said I saw Bob Dylan at 7-Eleven and I gave him a thumbs up? I wouldn't believe that. I would have to know it's true. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, overall, I mean, it's weird. I don't know. Like, you and I have only, surprisingly, we haven't talked about it a whole lot considering all the time we've spent together. But, like, I don't go to these shows to be wowed by what he's doing because I I am primarily as a fan, I'm primarily a fan of the recordings. Like that to me is my, that is where I get my, you know, my, I love him. I 
love his live recordings, but it's it's the songs, it's the stuff in the studio that means the most to me. And uh, you know, like when the that new bootleg series is out, the Trouble No More thing, I immediately went right for the unreleased songs, not the umpteenth live version of you know Gotta Serve Somebody. I'm like, okay. Fine, I'll get to that later. But my first initial purchase is the unreleased songs. That's where that's my fandom lies. I go to Bob. I go see these shows, and you, have, you and I have gone every year now for a long time. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. There was a brief period where we didn't go, but I mean, you know, I go as a gesture of respect. The, clearly, a man of his wealth and his stature. And his age does not need to do 120 gigs a year. I mean, first of all, it's an incredible physical display of a man his age. He doesn't need to do this. Why does he do it? Because this is clearly where he lives in his space. He He must perceive himself as a live artist, primarily. And the records are like, occasionally I do a record. But yeah. I think he lives, he thinks of himself that way. And so to me, if he's going to shuffle through my town... The least I can do as a gesture of respect for thank you for all the art that you've given me over the years is me buying a ticket. That uh, like yeah. so so if I walk out of a show, not never having heard a definitive performance or even one that I thought was particularly like wow that was really different, I'm still okay with that. I did get that. I the summer days in particular. I'm like okay that like you just said, that's new. I haven't heard that before, and that's I add that to my mental bank of oh, here's another version that's out there of this song I hadn't heard before. But even if I don't, I don't walk away dissatisfied. I just say I'm here to pay respect. You're not going to know I'm here because I'm just a face part of a faceless crowd, you know. But nevertheless, I know I was here, and I know I paid you the respect. I paid you. You want people to come see you, and I'm going to come see you now. Could I, I wish I had the money and the time to go see, you know, multiple shows. He's coming back tomorrow night. Like, that would yeah. be interesting to go back the next night, see if there's anything different. I've seen him in New York, Boston, Cleveland. We've seen him in Delaware. I've seen him across different parts of New Jersey. Uh, I think, is there any other cities? Maybe. I don't know. But, like, I've seen him across the eastern seaboard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so that that's, like... He is doing this old-timey thing of, like, just being this traveling medicine man almost. It's not like it's a giant tour in stadiums, you know, where it's like you got to be one of 300,000 people. And you're looking oh, yeah. at Bob on a Jumbotron or, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's intimate. It's it, These are small halls that he's doing. And so I'm there to pay respect. I That is why I'm there. And I still get that from the experience. Yeah. Oh, by the way, two things I want to make sure I mention. And I almost forgot to mention this. What we were sitting in front of the soundboard, which was cool. I think yeah, that was great. Of, like, so they're hearing stuff and they're adjusting the levels. So I'm thinking that like we probably had the optimal sound experience because yeah. they're tuning it for their ears and yeah. they're right behind us. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but also, no, we've never sat. We've never sat. No. near you're right by the soundboard before. But also, what I have to mention is uh, that the, <laughs> there was a drum solo. I don't remember. That's ever, right. I've never ever heard of Bob Dylan like drum solo. A, a I, I, drum solo to Bob I, Dylan concert. I don't remember what song it was, or but I, I I think it was Thunder on the Mountain. It was just maybe it was. You know what? It, it might have been part of that because they were rocking out, yeah. and I'm like, this never happened yeah, before. Never. And yes, that, that's fantastic. right. And it wasn't like ten minutes. No, it was, it was like, it was, like forty five seconds. But it was perfect. like, wow, that's cool. And it, so again, see, you, you know, there are those moments. Like even if you say that's not what I'm looking for. 
there is going to be yep. something different that you're like, oh, I, didn't, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, that's that. I'm glad you mentioned that. I completely forgot. Yeah, that was great. Everybody really <laughs> cheered at each other. Like, oh my god, yeah, drum this. solo. Yeah, because Bob's not big on the <laughs> solo or the flashy solos. Like, he's, that's not his thing. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's a, I, and I almost think that's why he does it is to have that moment live. Yeah, that will never happen again. That that exact moment will never happen. That you know, maybe tomorrow night he'll say, "Hey, do go do the drum solo again." That was great. Yeah, but in the moment, it was real and live, and it existed as a thing, and it was not pre-recorded. And I think that's what he—that's why he's doing this. I mean, he oh, put 100%. all this effort. Well, that—that's the key. You say like this is the space he lives in now. It absolutely is because. Them redoing the songs. They don't just do that. Like, they they have to practice that. They have to put it together. He clearly cares, and he clearly, like, yeah, he he has to love. He has to be doing this out of love. There's no way you're doing... If he didn't, he would just do the same performance every night, and and that doesn't happen. And he'd make the money, right? He'd he'd get the money. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely, he's... He's doing it, yeah. He, they, the band. He's got the band together, and you can see that they are enjoying themselves and they're into it. Um, but why he reworks these songs? Because it's like, hey, I'm putting. He's putting himself out there. He's, you know, sharing it with the audience, um, and it's great. And you know, like we say, let's countrify summer days. Like, all right, let's see what happens. People are like, yeah, this is cool. And people like us will be talking about it. Like, yeah. oh, he did that, and then yeah. he'll do something else to a different song, and. Uh, yeah, he's doing. I, I will also get the impression that, like you said, that he's not doing this because he has to, because he wants to, and and he's getting. You know, he 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 must really dig this. Yeah. And hey, why wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, the royalty checks are coming in. The song royalty yeah. checks are coming <laughs> in either way. So. He doesn't need to. I mean, he, I picture it like I have this comical idea of like he's on tour for like four months. And he comes home and like <laughs> in the mail slot in his front door, they're just checks. <laughs> Or just pile up like it's like magazine subscriptions. Like they're just, you know, it's like from this thing, from this thing. And you're like, oh, somebody ran, you know, like somebody watched four episodes of uh, Parenthood and that plays Forever Young in the opening credits. So that's another $9 that he gets. You know, and it's just like, he's like, oh, my God, all these checks. He's constantly just, you know, endorsing. And the, and the lawn's like two feet high in yeah. grass. It's like, uh, I, told, I told the I asked the neighbor kid to cut the grass. <laughs> neighbor kid. I gave him 20 bucks the neighbor to cut kid. the grass. Bob has this compound. It's like 10 miles wide, the neighbor kid. He has to frankly send him in. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of him endorsing checks, though. He's like Robert Allen yeah, Zimmerman. He's, he's oh, just yeah. like writing. He's like, why did I, why didn't I officially change my name to Bob Dylan? Writing Zimmerman is so long. He's endorsing. He's just constantly endorsing checks, like eighty-seven cents, because somebody ran, somebody ran an episode of Friends where they use sign on the window, and he's like, "All right, hey, it's a living, you know, whatever." And he goes back on tour. Yeah, um, it's it's always fun. Um, it's it's just something you and I do together, and that's that's a really fun thing. It's just it's nice to like. I and it was funny because like. I I don't even think we even really discuss it anymore. It's like we both you I think you texted me and you're like, "Hey, I said he's coming around." He's coming around I, I, and I we were him. like, "All right." And I just was like, "All right." What day? And we're like, "All right, it was 11th and 12th. Well, 11th is Saturday. Let's do that." Yeah. And then it was like, you know, and I think I, I think I was the one who told you. I'm like, "Oh, tickets go on sale Thursday." And you're like, "All right." Boom. And then like, you know, 3 hours into Tuesday, I'll text me you're like, "You're like, "God, I'm like, yeah. Done. All right, we're we're off. We're off to do this again. And so you know, it's great. And uh, I, you know, it's it's fu- it's fun to think that, like, and I mentioned this before on the show. Like, I still get the thrill knowing that I'm in the room with this guy. 
Yeah, this is cool. a guy who has been with presidents. He sang at, you know, the I Have a Dream speech with Martin Luther King for Pete's sakes. You know, he's won a Nobel. He's won an Oscar. He's done. He's 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 been in a band with a Beatle. I mean, he's done all this biz, a life unlike any other life. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm in the room with him. I'm in the same physical space as that guy. Yeah. And it's still, I still get a kick out of that. Even it's been 22 times. And who knows, maybe I've been in the room with him other times that I didn't notice. He had a disguise on or something. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, I don't ever get tired of that feeling of like, that's the guy. That is the real human flesh guy. And yeah. right now, as you and I are talking, he is in Philly somewhere in probably a hotel you know, watching TV or something, you know, yeah. whatever the hell he does. Um, but that's like, he's not in some, he's not on Pluto somewhere, which sometimes <laughs> you feel like he is. He's in Philadelphia. He's, you know, he's in a hotel in Philadelphia. Yeah. Which to me is, that's always exciting. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, but he's done all these things yeah, and amazing. not just rock royalty, but just like it's you said, beyond cultural that. loyalty, and, cultural. Uh, I mean, just a huge, awesome. huge figure. So. So anyway, uh, that I guess that's really going to do it. We had a good time, as Absolute, always. 100%. We had a good time. Before we end, though, I, I, this occurred to me. I don't think I could, if someone asked me, I don't think I could name like what some of your favorite songs of his are. I don't think I know that. I know what mine are. Isn't and I funny? And I think some people could mention it because I've mentioned it on Facebook or something <laughs> like that. Like, I, like Series of Dreams. Like, it's, you know, I already talked about that. But I, like, I honestly don't. No, I know what stuff you kind of like. Yeah. What albums? Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, Dan on the Groove, that's Dan's thing. But I, well, what's funny is some, there are some on there that I like almost as much as some of the others. Okay, all right. But I mean, like, what are a couple of favorites? I don't, I honestly don't, th- I, I, I have, because there's so many to pick from. Well, what's, I mean, all right, I mean, that's, that's a fair It's question. not like Motorhead, where I'd be like, all right, I can name a couple of Motorhead <laughs> songs I know you like. No, what's funny, Down in the Groove, 90 Miles an Hour, Down at Dead Interesting. End Street, is one right. of I like a lot, just because it's such an interesting, pretty straightforward telling of like i'm going i'm going in for trouble i know it's trouble and i'm still doing that's it the title of your autobiography and, and maybe that's why because but uh i like that i like that song a lot and All just right. for him like in terms of like what's he really singing about yeah. here but the imagery of like what you're doing and knowing you're doing instead it. of slowing down we're just keep picking up speed yeah, yeah. like i'm getting how, and how many how many people do that yeah. in their lives either making big decisions or small decisions where they're like i know this is this is not going to end well i know it but i'm still going to go ahead and do this <laughs> yeah. right i mean seriously. you and i have known a lot of people like that <laughs> yes we have and, that, and that's where we'll you know we'll leave that right there but <laughs> yes we have uh but no but that i like that one i mean i wouldn't put it in my top five right but, but like from that album which is generally okay. an album that most people no, yeah, disregard but to me, that's a standout on, on that album. Interesting. Um, and that's funny. You make, that's an album I've heard him do something live from. He's done Silvio. Yeah. From that oh, album. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, okay. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I like Desolation Row. Okay. Uh, I've told you about a story where I was, like, listening to it in the dark, depressed about something yes. a long time ago. Yeah. And I was like, it was just, like, the, the mood, the perfect song mm. for that mood. Um, I like that one. I, it's not a mood that you want to revisit, but no, not it's a great song. I mean, oh, look, you know, masterpiece. Um, uh, Highway 61 revisited okay. on that is is just a 
again, the imagery, the guy of God, mm-hmm. and just everything else in there. It's just a great upbeat, yeah. like just just the, the tune of it, and then the but then the lyrics are just like, hey, here's this place you can go. Yeah. Um, gosh, what else? I mean, um, oh, one of my favorite one on um, on you know Blood on the Tracks, obviously top to bottom is fantastic, yeah. but uh, Lily Rosemary Jack the oh, Heart okay. is one of my uh-huh. favorite. That's one of my top of all time of his. Okay. The story, and I, I we have talked a little bit about his story songs. Yeah. I really like a lot because it's a whole story. It's a movie. It's a, you know, it's a beginning, middle, end of an actual, you know, what's hap- what happens to these interesting characters. Uh, that's one of my favorites of all time. Okay. Uh, Series of Dreams is, is fantastic. Uh-huh. I like, I wish... Because we, I, I know we have a, a bootleg version of what it's, you know, because he did the yeah. thing where they kind of mix the lyrics yes, around. Yes, yes. And the, there's a version that has, like, the full actual lyrics, what yeah. they should be. But to listen to it, because that, that those lyrics, that full song yeah. is like, here's what this thing could be. Why they did what they did, who knows? Yeah. We'll never know, probably. Uh, but that's a great song. That That is, that is a uh, Okay, well, that's still that's a couple of them. All right, I, it just occurred to me the other day. Where I was like, I couldn't name it. I would be like, I don't know. I don't, we've talked about things all these uh, years. Love, but uh, last one I'll say, Love Minus Zero is, oh, okay. is one of my favorite of all time. Just it's beautiful. Yeah, just the sentiment behind it of someone that you you know love like that is, is cool. I mean, when Bob is complimentary, it really carries weight because mostly yeah. he's pretty withering. So when he's nice, you're, yeah. you're it's like, whoa, he really needs have somebody in your life like that, you're like, wow, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, that's one. That's like in the top five, I would have to say. Oh, okay. That's All like, right. I like it that much. Yeah. Um, but every, you know, I have to say, every album, there's something on every album that I'm like, yes, you know, like, even Dylan couple, and the Dead. A couple songs, <laughs> you know, it's one or two or a yeah. series or, you know, whatever it is where I'm like, these are some standouts and, you know, I mean, sometimes look, the whole album's great. But let's face it. Sometimes you're just like, okay, some of these are not as strong as the others. But there's usually like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. There's not there's not a single Dylan out of my own where there isn't something I like. There yeah. just isn't. I mean, you said Dylan and the Dead is the lowest. Where <laughs> there's there's one song I think I like on it. But it's still one song. There, I've yet to hear an album that he's ever put out where I was like, there is literally nothing worth pulling off here and putting it on a mix so i mean he's uh, you know that's, that's the way it is so anyway well cool well i'm glad i know these things now yeah. i can't believe we haven't that's, discussed this after that is funny, 25 yeah. years of being friends <laughs> um yeah so uh i guess that's gonna do it for, for for this episode of the show um i hope everybody enjoyed listening to it uh seeing dylan live is is just something i'm glad that we do it i'm glad that we have this sort of thing that we get to do together it's a uh, it's a lot of fun and it feels like it's a gesture of respect and it, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I, I am lucky that in all of, you know, you've heard, you've heard this line used when other famous people die. And so it's not original, but like in all of human existence, I happen to be alive at the same time. This guy is alive and producing music. That's pretty remarkable. I didn't, I'm not around to see the Beatles. The Beatles were gone. The Beatles will never, never existed in my lifetime. 
that's that's only always going to just be a thing from the past. And there will be a time, unfortunately, where Bob will be a thing of the past. And there will be people who will say, oh, my God, listen to this guy. Oh, when did he die? You know, 2099 he died. Um, 2099. <laughs> Bob, lived, Bob lived to be 158 years old. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 and I, again, I think I've said this on other episodes. I've been to shows where I have seen people bring their weak little kids to the show. Little kids, not young kids. In fact, I saw a kid today while you were, you were uh, getting a beer or you were getting a drink or whatever. I, I forget where, where you were when I saw it. But there was a, a guy with a kid who looked like he was like 12. Hmm. You know, I'm like, that's great. A 12-year-old seeing a Bob Dylan concert. But I've seen people with five-year-olds like on their shoulders, right? And I'm like, wow, that's weird. You would bring a little kid to a concert like that. Well, the kid's going to, it's like a racket. You know, what's this kid going to get out of it? But I like to think that that parent is just going to be able to say to that kid, you were once in the room with that guy. You were, you don't really even remember it, but you were. You were in the same physical space as this towering figure of the 20th and 21st centuries that will never, ever exist again in all of world history. There will never be a guy like this with these accomplishments, this level of genius, and you were there. That would be like if you, you know, finding out you were at a Beatles concert when you were three. You know, you were just like, wow, one moment I was there. And so I feel so fortunate that I get to see this guy. And he seems to have no intention of stopping. I fully intend us to do this this time next year. Hopefully it won't be so goddamn cold. Because we're sitting in the car here at midnight and I'm freezing. So we're going to wrap this episode up. Dan, thank you so much, uh, as always. Hey, thanks, uh, for, thanks for asking me. I, yeah. This was cool. You and, should need uh, to go back and listen to the other episodes, man. It's a good show. I, I'm gonna, ca- I'm gonna have. I, I know you're catching not catching up to I, do. I had to explain to Dan what a podcast was. <laughs> I'm old school. Well, very old school. I the tickets. I, I made sure I got paper. To the we did get paper tickets. tickets yes, like not, and not the printout. Not that you printed on your printer. Right. No, but actual, actual tickets, tickets. Because I'm old school like that. But I, I no, like I like having a, a ticket. Yeah. I like it as a souvenir. Yes. Uh, but that is how old school I am. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a podcast guy, and maybe that's why it hasn't really occurred right. to me. But. I may have to now consider, like, okay, you know what? I may have to come back for to, to do a song or whatever it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah, pick uh, a song, absolutely. If you still want, if I didn't, you know, blow my audition here. We'll but, see. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> would, uh, oh, that, you know, that's really the last thing worth uh, discussing before we wrap up, because I am freezing. Uh, they are, the, the theater that we saw the show at, they are like the Gestapo with the whole cell phone thing. <laughs> yeah. They are like, you are outside, and they are like, turn your cell phone off. Turn Turn it off, power it down, and if we catch you, we're throwing... I mean, it's like, oh my God, calm the F down with the cell phone. I get it. You don't want a room full of people recording the show. I get it. But it's a little like, you can just say, put it away. You don't have to power it down. Right, and he's not exaggerating. They, they said, power it down. Right, it wasn't just put it away yeah. or don't record. It was literally power it down. This is on the line to get inside. Yeah. Power it down. If we find it, we will kick uh, you out. Escort yeah. you out. Right. And I'm like that sounds fancy, but no, that was yeah. I was like, what? What the hell? Which is <laughs> funny is because, as we all know, there will be YouTube videos of this concert that we just went at on YouTube by the time I get home. Yeah. And so yeah, it's and like so what? And what is their heart? You know, I mean, yeah. I you know, I get there's intellectual property, whatever you want to say, but yeah, that was I, I'm not seeing that at a show yeah, where they were a little where they're saying. You know, you're okay. You're three. Yeah. Turn your phone off, 
Uh, and at one point, there was a person next to you that was checked her phone. It was in between uh, Mavis and Bob. Yes, that's right. And she's checking her phone to see what time it is. And the lady's yeah. like, you got to put that away. Yeah. She's like, I'm just checking the time. I'm closing it. And yeah, she's like, yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. The man releases right, the man releases a series of boxes called the bootleg series. And yet I just thought, guys, a little bit on the overkill. Again, well, and it's, it's all gonna be the act. Yeah. Even even for that, like they're not they're, no one's singing. No one's even up there. I am I am confident that uh, I haven't heard it yet, but I am confident that I will be able to find something from this concert on YouTube, which I will use as the exit music for this episode. Because it's like, it's so, so anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Dan, thanks again. This is always oh, fun, thank dude. You. Uh, thank and uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for all the kind words about the show. And, and we have so many guests coming. It's just great. And so again, thanks for, for everybody listening. And I hope you enjoyed this live recording of uh, us, uh, me and Dan, uh, having seen Bob Dylan uh, live. So anyway, we'll see you guys later and uh, take it easy. Bye. I'm